It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an official community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here again for another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the network. Make sure to also follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So you can either at me or DM me at Julian Council. But first, make sure to follow me at Julian Council there on Twitter. It's Thursday, which means it's another crossover Thursday edition. This week, I'm going to be joining and joined by the Locked On Cardinals host, Alex Clancy and Bo Brack. So here is my conversation on this Locked On crossover Thursday with Alex Clancy and Bo Brack of Locked On Cardinals. All right, it's Thursday. That means crossover Thursday in the Locked On Podcast Network. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Julian Council, Locked On Panthers, one of the newer hosts for the Locked On Podcast Network. Dude, your video, so if you don't know, we'll jump into all these teams, this matchup, everything in a second. If you don't know Julian or don't follow him on Twitter, Bo, can you pop that up real quick? Like, Julian's video that we do uh, for, you know, important breaking news for all of our respective teams on Twitter Julian almost passed out on camera <laughs> when the Panthers traded for Stephon Gilmore. And you think I'm joking? This dude was up against his door, I think. And that yeah. was my introduction to Julian Council. I'm like, sweet, this guy's going to fit in just fine. Um, follow him on Twitter at Julian Council. Locked on Panthers, great podcast. Check it out. Bo and myself, Locked on Cardinals. This matchup is a test for two sides for very different reasons. Um yeah. Sam Darnold's out. Okay. We're going to get way, way more in depth the next couple segments. But Julian, tell me how the locked on, or how the Carolina Panthers got to where they are now. Cause they started as one of the hottest teams in football. Matt Rule looked like coach of the year. And then <laughs> the ground, the ground fell out from under him. Huh. How did they get here? Well, you can go all the way back to the offseason in 2020 where they told Cam Newton. Yeah, we're good. We're ready to move on. We got a new owner, new head coach. We've seen enough. Teddy Bridgewater, come on down. Then Teddy Bridgewater played like Teddy Bridgewater. Didn't have a good team around him. So he got scapegoated. Get out of town. Owner doesn't want to see him. He goes, says, get me another quarterback. Matt Stafford. No, guys, I don't want to go to Carolina. I want to win football games. Deshaun Watson got some legal issues. Hey, maybe we can turn Sam Darnold into a franchise quarterback, something the Jets couldn't do. It was all Adam Gase's fault. Sam Darnold looks so, uh, okay, first three weeks. If you looked closer, had a lot of uh, mistakes that didn't turn into mistakes. Panthers defense was awesome. 
things were great here in Carolina. And then the real Sam Darnold stood up. So that's how we got here. Sam Darnold, who the Carolina Panthers gambled on. And you see on video, you can see I put it out in quotes. Like, come on, it was never a gamble. The guy can't play. The Carolina Panthers had the hubris of thinking that they were smart enough to turn a player who had turned the ball over constantly since his last year at USC into a franchise quarterback. It's not going to happen. They also had injuries to Christian McCaffrey, Shaq Thompson. That hurt them. Stephon Gilmore just got here. But the fact that they have a bad quarterback, the offensive line currently has four guys on IR. That's why the Carolina Panthers sit here at four and five, with their season on brink. And now Sam Donald headed to IR with a broken bone in his shoulder. You know, it's, it's really interesting, especially when you look at college coaches make the jump to the NFL. Even Nick Saban struggled mightily and he made the wrong decision. The Dolphins made the wrong decision as far as which quarterback they were going to move forward with. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury, they fell into a good position. Kyler Murray, and he's making Cliff Kingsbury look like a good coach, while the Carolina Panthers aren't doing any favors for Matt Rule, who I think both the hosts you're talking to, Julian, believe in Matt Rule. What are your thoughts as far as Matt Rule and his ability to kind of hang at this level, at the NFL level? Is he an NFL-caliber coach, in your opinion? It's just the thing, like, Cliff Kingsbury didn't win – at Texas Tech, his alma mater. You know why he didn't win there? Because it's Texas Tech. It's in West Texas. It's in Lubbock. No one wants to go play football in Lubbock, Texas. I think it's like nine hours away from Dallas. Like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are a closer drive to the Dallas Metroplex area than that is to Lubbock, Texas. So it's hard to recruit players and get the best players. In college football, it's all about recruiting. That, that's what it is. In the NFL, though, if you are a smart coach and you can scheme and you have the right kind of talent – you can go out there and win, as we've seen this year with the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. Matt Rule was able to win at Baylor. He was able to win at Temple, two places where historically you just don't win at. So I know in college you can certainly build a program. Now coming to the NFL where it's a level playing field, I was curious to see whether he was going to be any good based off of the fact that college coaches that were better than him, like Nick Saban, Steve Spurrier, have all come and failed here in the National Football League. But his biggest issue so far has been his inability to identify a quarterback. There's been the conversation here of late of whether Cam Newton should get the call back to Carolina. The same Cam Newton the Carolina Panthers didn't want a year and a half ago. And everyone's saying it's a mistake, or at least some fans are saying it's a mistake that the Carolina Panthers moved on. I don't know if necessarily it's a mistake that they moved on from Cam Newton. The mistake is that they didn't draft a quarterback in either of the past two drafts or have a concrete plan in terms of what they're going to do at the position after moving on from Newton. Like, you want to move on. Okay, so be it. But where direction are you trying to take this in? So then that makes me question, what exactly is Matt Rule doing? Because the third quarter issues that the Carolina Panthers have had where they come out of the half and do absolutely nothing, that's something that dates back to last season. They've had special teams issues. Why is Chase Blackburn, who has not really overseen a good special teams unit since dating back to Ron Rivera era, why is he still here? Like, why is Joe Brady still calling the plays when he only had one good season where you see guys like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have all had great careers so far in the NFL? Was it the play caller or was it really the talent? And by the way, he wasn't even the play caller down at LSU. So there's a numerous amount of things that make me question whether Matt Rule's really cut out for this level. It's his coaching staff decisions. It's his decisions at the quarterback position. And also just overall game management that makes me question whether Matt, whether Matt Rule is actually going to be here long-term in Carolina. I want to believe, but I'm going to wait till year three really to say whether he's the right guy or not based off of the trajectory it usually goes when he's there either at Baylor or Temple in the past. Part of you was Alex Clancy. Part of you was Bo Brock in that statement. When yeah. we talked about Cliff Kingsbury in 2019, I don't, th- I didn't think Cliff should have gotten a third year after really? what happened last year. And, and now obviously I, I, there's, there's egg on my face, but 
there's new information now that I didn't have last year. Kyler Murray's legs were the reason why the Cardinals won the games, not Cliff Kingsbury's coaching. That was my thought process. We're not going to get in that debate, but it upsets him. It upsets him when we talk about that. So we're not going to do that. But pivoting to, to the matchup quickly as we go macro here before we break things down from the Carolina Panthers and Cardinals perspective, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals, Julian Council, locked on Panthers, crossover Thursday here. Um, PJ Walker versus Colt McCoy. Who had their money on that? This is going to be a damn barn burner. Can you flex out of a regular season game that's not already in prime time? So, but the interesting part about this is what we saw from Jacksonville, and Bo and I have talked about this a lot this week, with yeah. what they did to Buffalo, embarrassed Buffalo, that it's a stark reminder that legitimately whoever's on the field, it doesn't matter. These are all professional athletes that are Adonises that make a lot of money doing what they do. And that's something, is Adonis something that is funny, Bo? You, you yeah, looked at me when I said, Crack me up. <laughs> I mean, the, like, I mean there, there are a lot of players that are injured. Christian McCaffrey's yeah. coming back, but the Cardinals have, I mean, the a slew of injuries from very important positions, including quarterbacks. So this could just be a mud in the muck game. And, you know, it, it could be first to 20 wins. We have no idea. But you guys won last week with McCoy out there. And he's also an experienced backup quarterback in this league. And PJ Walker, the guy is fun to watch at times. He's got a big arm, but the decision-making leaves a lot to be desired. He has one career touchdown and five career interceptions in the National Football League. I know a lot of people are going to go back to last year when he started against Detroit and how the Carolina Panthers won that game. He threw two red zone interceptions, and the defense gave up goose egg, zero points. So very hard to lose when your defense doesn't give up a single point. Came in in Week 17 in relief of PJ Walker last year – or, sorry, of uh, – Teddy Bridgewater last year in that game against the Saints threw two more red zone interceptions. And this year when he came in a relief of Sam Darnold didn't really lead you to believe that he had what it takes to lead the team back to a victory or to win any week when they lost to New York Giants and he did nothing with the team and the mood in the football. So from the Carolina Panthers perspective, with PJ Walker, an offense that has pretty much no identity, they want to run the football they're not going to be able to do that against the better teams in the league, like Arizona and like Tampa Bay and Buffalo. They expect to win football games. We saw this past weekend against the New England Patriots, how things worked out for them when they tried to be a run-heavy team and did not have anything in the pass game. I don't really know what to expect from this offense other than just pure misery like we've seen over the last six weeks with P.J. Walker out there, and especially going off of what I've seen from him so far this season and in the past. Alex Fancy Ball, Brock, Locked On Cardinals, Julian Cancel, man. This has been so fun so far. Locked On Panthers. Coming up next, Julian is going to rip through all the questions he has for Bo and myself regarding the Arizona Cardinals and how they got to where they are going into this weekend's matchup with the Panthers. First, McDonald's. I had McDonald's two days ago. There's one down the street from where I live. I go there probably once a week. The McChickens, the Big Macs, chicken, chicken nuggets, whatever. McDonald's has probably been serving communities since 1965. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. I, I mean, I still look at the jungle gym in there and I'm like, man, I wish I'd still be able to do that like I did when I was five. So go to McDonald's. I mean, they've got, they, I mean, they've got space for you to meet friends there, talk games there after a little league game, after a big sporting event, something like that. Go to McDonald's. They've got good food. And they've been around forever. 1965, man. They know what they're doing. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Bo, there's something else that we love, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about two teams, the Panthers and the Cardinals, where they've faced each other the last couple of years. And one thing they can actually agree on is the Get Upside app. 
It's an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store, Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. It's easy to remember. Get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making as much as $200, $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime, your bank account, PayPal, even an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Back here on Crossover Thursdays, Locked On Panthers, me, Julian Council, and Locked On Cardinals with Bo Brack and Alex Clancy. Let's take a look at the Cardinals side of things. You guys are pretty good this year, which feels like it came out of nowhere. Alex, you did say earlier here on the show that you weren't a fan of Cliff Kingsbury. didn't think you should get that second year. What has changed now that Cliff Kingsbury has his team as currently the best team in the NFC and in the National Football League? I mean, he's got an all-star team on offense, which helps. I mean, like, all joking aside, like, the additions from Steve Kime this offseason have been masterful. So far, midway through the season, uh, Rodney Hudson, all pro. James Conner's playing like the best running back we've ever seen, getting to the end zone. He's leading. He's tied for the NFL in touchdowns, uh, running the ball. He's got 11 overall, 10 on the ground. A.J. Green shows that he's not lost as many steps as people may have thought. And Kyler Murray is coming into his own as an MVP caliber quarterback. He's fitting that mold of the third year. That's when he pops. And really when it comes down to it all, though, it's Vance Joseph in the defense, which allows Cliff Kingsbury to do whatever the hell he wants. Because his defense has been absolutely insane keeping teams out of the end zone. I mean, it's a bend, don't break, Bill Belichick. I don't care how many yards we give up. You're not getting more than a field goal from us. That's kind of mentality. And it's, it's allowed to be the the catalyst or the springboard for the offense being able to do whatever they want. Yeah, so, Bo, one of the big offseason storylines, obviously, was the Cardinals bringing in J.J. Watt. He's now out for the season. How much has that hurt the Cardinals, or is it going to hurt them at all moving forward in the second half of the season? Yeah, you're definitely feeling his absence out there on the field. The Arizona Cardinals are, I mean, it's in the rushing attack, the opposing rushing attack, he was so good against the run. And, and you're seeing guys like Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden, who are more kind of sack artists off the edge. And you're seeing the impact there. But J.J. Watt's still making an impact on this team, Julian. He's doing it uh, through his leadership. He's doing it through his voice in the locker room. And some people don't believe in that kind of stuff, but it's very real. And it's something that's made an impact ever since he signed the dotted line after he sourced himself on social media and said he's coming to the Arizona Cardinals. And this organization, I mean, it doesn't seem like the same place ever since. And it continues to kind of just have this next man up mentality, which was here during the BA era. But since Cliff Kingsbury came to town, it didn't. And he just needed that voice in the locker room. And it's been J.J. Watts. So they're making up for his absence on the field with him on the sidelines. And I think he really instilled a mentality in these guys of kind of a lunch pail group in a nonstop motor that is, uh, has continued on. And, you know, how, how long can that last with him being off the field for the rest of the regular season? That's going to be an interesting to see, thing to see, but so far, so good. And I think they can continue it this weekend against Carolina, even with J.J. Watt being out again. Now, this one's for both of you guys, and we can, we can start with you, Alex. And if, do you want to answer that last, that last question, too? Okay. Well, let me ask you this first, Alex, and then, Bo, I want your perspective here. So the Cardinals, obviously, off to a better start this year 
than last season where they had the collapse at the end of the season. Really good division there. Seattle gets Russell Wilson back this weekend. 49ers, who you just beat without having uh, DeAndre Hopkins or Kyler Murray out there. Maybe they're not a threat. The Rams certainly look at Super Bowl contender. Are you confident that Cliff Kingsbury, who you weren't really a fan of, Alex, is able to keep this team afloat in the second half of the season and there won't be another collapse? Because I want to believe that Arizona is a Super Bowl contender. I just thought last season I really wonder if this is real. So it can be real, and I can still question it. Like, okay. I think – so really when it comes down to anything, when you take all the glitz and the glamour of anything – you win Super Bowls by running the ball and playing defense. That's how Tom Brady won Super Bowls. When he had Randy Moss, they didn't win the Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes kind of throws the record books out when they when they won it that one time. But they were one pass away from not winning that Super Bowl. So with those things, I trust Cliff Kingsbury. I trust Cliff Kingsbury with Vance Joseph as his co-head coach. Vance Joseph ain't going to be here next year. He's going to get offered jobs everywhere. And the Cardinals need to pay him $100 million to keep him here. I've, I've said that. Do I trust Cliff Kingsbury? I can't not anymore. I, he's given me no reason not to because they've had a couple ugly games where the Cardinals have won. And I, the, the Packers game was kind of a misnomer. It was a weird game that wasn't on Cliff. He hasn't made mistakes that have caused them to lose games like he did last year. So that's a huge step forward. I trust him. I think it's real, but... I don't know if they're a Super Bowl caliber team. I mean, we're going to see the last half of the season. Yeah, you know? he's kind of been a little bit of a maestro this year. I mean, he's been he's been striking all the right chords. And, I mean, he's got the personnel in place that really fits his style. I mean, even the game they lost, Julian, it, they went down the field 94 yards, and they were in prime position to either – they could have tied the game if, if there wasn't miscommunication with A.J. Green and Kyler Murray, or they could have won the game. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury called a perfect – perfect uh you know script on that on that final drive and kyler murray did a lot of it right but uh i i do trust him i mean but it's it's going to come down to it like it's going to come down to in january at this point to really see what he's made of because we don't know i mean we can try to guess but we don't know i mean we've seen the maturation so far of cliff kingsbury and it's very encouraging but you know he's going to have to prove and it's it might take him losing a bad game in the postseason to learn from that, just like it took him being on the outside of the postseason looking in last year when they get off to a great start and them going 5-10-1 the previous season. He's learned from his mistakes, or at least it seems so. Now we need to kind of see what he's made of at the in the, this next step. We don't know. I'm encouraged, but we'll see. Well, at the very okay. least, this should be a game that you guys are able to get on Sunday afternoon, considering yeah. Sam Donald's going on IR for the Carolina Panthers, the struggles of the last six weeks for this Panthers team. But uh, we'll take another quick pause here on both Locked On Panthers and Locked On Cardinals. It's a crossover Thursday as the Panthers and Cardinals meet up Sunday afternoon in the desert. Julian, pop quiz. What's the spread coming in from su- on Sunday from betonline.ag? Have you looked? I believe it's 10. Point it's favorites 10. for the home team there, the Cards. Ten point favorites, way to bury the lead there. So it's 10 points. <laughs> you're supposed to say no. Very very good for being prepared. Um, <laughs> BetOnline.ag, new new updated interface, streamlined more than ever. It's It continues to be your number one stop for basketball and football. College basketball started. I didn't realize how excited I was for college basketball to be back. Julian is a huge Duke Blue Devils fan. 
I don't know if you know that or not. Huge Duke Blue Devils fan with both of his parents going to UNC. I'm, that's a full-blown lie. You don't play like that. My mentions. <laughs> go, to the, go to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up. You get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, go to the new updated desktop or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on for basketball, football, NHL, college basketball, whatever. BetOnline's got you covered. BetOnline's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. He's a UNC fan. Get off my ass. I promise. He's not a Duke fan. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment, Locked On Cardinals, Alex, or Locked On Crossover, sorry, Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, Julian Council, Locked On Panthers. Um, I'm going to get into this because I want to ask about Matt Rule specifically. We see Kyle Shannon. Well, first of all, this episode of Locked On Crossover Thursday is brought to you by McDonald's. You know what you get with McDonald's. McDonald's is your neighbor restaurant, affordable food. It tastes good. I'm loving it. McDonald's, they've been around since 1965. Matt Rule seems like he's been around since 1965 with Carolina. He got yeah. a seven-year, $60 million deal. We saw this with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. More so John Lynch. We saw it with John Gruden. He was more of an established name. Let me ask you this. Okay. Does it wane urgency when he knows how many years he has? Like, is urgency a good thing for a head coach to where you're not like, you know what, I'm going to implement this, and then we're going to do this. And as you see that, players are getting older. They're getting more banged up. And when you think Christian McCaffrey was going to be the focal point, now after getting paid, he's your most valuable trade asset. So things change so quick in the NFL. Do you think a seven-year deal was the wrong move by the Panthers to sign him for that long? Well, it's David Tepper's money. He's the richest owner in the National Football League, so he can pay pretty much whoever the hell he wants, whatever he wants. And the thing is, because he has that much money, I wouldn't be shocked if he moves on after the season if he doesn't believe that Matt Rule is the right guy moving forward. It would be surprising, though, to me, because he called Matt Rule a program builder. You can't build a program, which is more of a college term, but you can't build a franchise and organization in two years like the whole Rome wasn't built in a day that's something that David Tepper said when he let go of Ron Rivera and they were trying to figure out what they were going to do before hiring Matt Rule going through the process so I don't see there being that much urgency per se this season but based off of how things have gone for Matt Rule in the past both at Temple and Baylor and I alluded to this earlier on the show that first year they stink last year five and eleven that second year they they see that jump so far I'm not quite sure when you look at the remaining schedule with Buffalo Tampa twice, New Orleans, of course, the Cardinals on Sunday. If the Panthers can be able to avoid a 10-plus loss season, if that happens, we're looking at 7-10, and 10, that's not really much of an upgrade from last year, 5-11. and 11. So the urgency is really going to come this offseason when, in all likelihood, they move on from Sam Donald. I don't know whether he'll be on the roster or not. They owe him $18.85 million regardless, and no team in the league is going to be stupid enough Yuck. to trade for that money. So they're stuck with Donald in terms of that salary cap hit, but he can't fail for a third time on the quarterback what he should have done was stick with Bridgewater had drafted the quarterback this past year would have been free of Bridgewater's money and he could have gone to his rookie permanently 
in year two in 2022. But instead, they decided to get Sam Darnold. That hasn't worked out. A lot of that has to be on the owner as well, who came out and talked about being in constant pursuit of a quarterback and didn't want to watch Bridgewater for another season. So he can't really blame Rule for changing quarterbacks when he didn't want to watch Teddy, who's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. And really, at the point in time, Darnold was the only veteran available for the Carolina Panthers, and they didn't want to stick with Bridgewater. So I don't really know if he's he's on the hot seat per se, but there is some sense of urgency, but he at least has another year to try and figure things out here in Carolina before I would, could see David Tepper eating that money and going and try and find someone else to get him the sustained success that he promised the fan base two years ago. The offense trending obviously in the wrong direction, but the defense, very encouraging top 10 group there. They've given up the second least amount of yards in the NFL. Son Reddick, a name that Cardinals fans are very familiar with, a guy that they drafted out of Temple, yep. played for Matt Rule in college. He changed positions a couple times before really emerging in his fourth and final year of his rookie contract. Didn't get that fifth year option. He's having a great season, Julian, and he's a part of this defensive group that is solid. Is it good enough to potentially take over this game? Absolutely. Now, in the first half, the second half is the question. It depends on what the offense does because the games that they've lost, time of possession has been a huge deal. Like Minnesota, time of possession, that killed them. They are out there all day long. I think this defense almost gave up 600 yards. That's not a reflection on how poor they play. That's a reflection on just they never got a break because the offense couldn't move the football and stay out on the field. That's happened week in and week out. The last six weeks for the Carolina Panthers happened again on Sunday. So really it comes down to the offense's ability to stay out on the field, whether this defense can have success throughout the entire game. First 30 minutes, they've been fantastic. A lot of times throughout the year, especially – against young quarterbacks. Now, Kyler Murray, he is a young quarterback, but he's also proven himself so far this year if he does play on Sunday. And even Colt McCoy, I don't think the defense can sustain throughout a game if they're not able to get some sort of rest throughout the game if the offense can't move the football. I think they're a fantastic unit. I honestly should have asked you guys, like looking at Hassan Reddick, he has eight and a half sacks. Like, do you feel like Arizona maybe made a mistake by not even just giving the fifth-year option, which they had to exercise before last season. I understand that before I had the breakout, but at least trying to re-sign him. Yeah, I mean, that, that's hindsight 2020, man. It, yeah. it was his, his career up until his fourth year. Like, it made sense for them to decline the option. Like, he had done True. nothing to, 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 to earn that. And then they found the role. They just kind of had that Hail Murray, Hail Mary, where he came out and he had the 12 and a half sacks. And, uh, you know, a bunch of those were against the Giants in one game, but he's been fantastic. The, the only thing that's making that easier is that Marcus Golden has emerged for this team, nine sacks yeah. this season, he's tied for the league league and forced fumbles. So he's, he's kind of eased the pain on that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at, if you would ask me, J.J. Watt or Son Reddick, regardless of age and, and output, I'm still taking J.J. Watt because part of that money was coming for J.J. Watt. You needed an adult, another adult in the room for leadership purposes. Hassan Reddick was failed miserably by the Arizona Cardinals because they moved him around so much. He had four different defensive schemes his last year to college through the first three years of his NFL journey. How are you supposed to do that as a little bit of an undersized pass rusher to begin with? They're moving him all over the place. I'm happy that he found it. I hope he gets his bag at the end of the season, and hopefully it's with the Panthers. Now, I want to ask you about one more defensive player, uh, maybe sure. the steal of the first two rounds of the 2020 NFL draft in Jeremy Chin. I mean, the dude is – he's not getting Jamal Adams' pub like he should be, and Jamal Adams should not be getting any pub whatsoever. I know they're not exactly the same player, but Jeremy yeah. Chin is a vision. And they got him with, what, the last pick of the of the second round? 
Yeah, they, they traded up to get him. I don't remember where he okay. was drafted in the second round, but they traded up to get him, and he is a versatile player. I know we talk a lot about um, having the positionalist football, which is why a lot of people here in Carolina actually wanted Isaiah Simmons there at number seven overall instead of Derrick Brown. And it also helps that he played about two hours down the road at Clemson University, and they were a perennial national championship contender. That, that, that does a lot for the fan mentality of, hey, go get that guy. In Arizona, I guess last year he didn't really do much. Looks like he's done a lot better so far this season. But the Panthers actually made up for it by getting another player later on in Jeremy Chin in the second round out of an FCS school in Southern Illinois. And he's been fantastic. Last year, everyone in this town will tell you that he should have been the defensive rookie of the year. Instead, it went to Chase Young because he was a second overall pick and he lived up to the billing. Now, this year, Chase Young's done absolutely nothing. And Jeremy Chin has still been a key cog to this Carolina Panthers defense that, like you mentioned, is second in the league in total defense. So... He's incredible. I, I love this guy. The fact he can play him at safety. He's not the greatest in coverage, but he's good enough. He can also play linebacker if you need to. He can blitz. He can be a run stopper. He is everything that you want out of a modern-day defensive player in the National Football League. And as you mentioned, Jamal Adams, like that dude cannot hold a candle to Jeremy Chin, what he's done so far this season. Like Jamal Adams getting the, with the money he's getting paid. I can't wait to see the kind of money that Jeremy – well, I guess I'm kind of nervous about it, but I can't wait, though, to see the kind of money that Jeremy Chin when eventually he's up for a big deal here in Carolina down the road. Yeah, it's yeah, it, the Jamal Adams thing. We laugh as far as that being within the division and what the Seahawks gave up and then what they paid him and then what kind of contribution they get on the field from Adams. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this about this this offense. And I promise you, uh, before we get into it, that the Arizona Cardinals, no matter who's playing at quarterback, is not going to try to twist the foot off of uh, poor Brian Burns this, <laughs> Thank this you. upcoming Sunday. My God. Um, That's if he plays, by the way. Right. It, the um, the Panthers' offense. What what's the path to victory for this offense? Like, how can they be successful? Where where can they find success in this upcoming contest in a perfect world? Well, they could try and uh, find. A, they could go. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, honestly, I, I can't answer that question because who knows at this point in time. Yeah. You want to say Christian McCaffrey feeding him the ball about 29-plus times a game, but you've seen that he might not be able to hold up after the first two weeks of the season, averaging 29.5 carries or touches per game. They want to run the football. Matt Rule said that the way to win the game for the Carolina Panthers is hit the magic number of 56. That's the amount of carries and completions. They did that a couple weeks ago against Atlanta when they hit 60, but the Falcons are terrible. Like, that's a garbage football team. So congratulations, you hit the benchmark against the Falcons. Didn't happen against New England. Probably unlikely to happen again against Arizona. The offensive line is going to go out there and start their eighth different combination of the season. I don't see how they're going to run the football on Arizona consistently. Really, if they're going to win the game, and this is the NFL nowadays, and Alex, you did bring up a good point that you win championships on being able to control the line of scrimmage and run the football and on defense. But to get ahead nowadays, you got to have an elite passing game. When the Carolina Panthers don't have that, they have an elite wide receiver, I believe, in DJ Moore, who's absolutely disappeared over the last couple of weeks because of Darnold's inability to do anything. The offensive line struggles, whether it's been protection or it's been health. They just haven't been there. So if they're going to have any success on Sunday, like the perfect formula is P.J. Walker just going off and throw over 300 yards and hitting Robbie Anderson and finally getting him involved and Christian McCaffrey doing Christian McCaffrey things and D.J. Moore getting back to being D.J. Moore. 
But is that going to happen? I have a hard time seeing that just based off of what we've seen over the last couple of weeks and just the state of the organization with the backup quarterback and an offensive line that's banged up. Yeah, and DJ Moore, every time I play him in fantasy football, he goes off. You know you have those people? You got like two or three guys that yeah. just punish you. Like, oh, great, I'm going to lose this week. Marvin Jones, just random guys. And DJ Moore, without fail, that son of a B. He just, he punishes me every time. Alex Lindsey, Bullbrock, locked on Cardinals. Julian Council, locked on Panthers. Sunday's matchup is going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. It's going to tell a lot about both teams. If the Panthers can keep it close, you got to give them credit. If the Cardinals can put them away, that's what the Cardinals need to be able to do. And, you know, to win by two scores. That's what the records would indicate should happen. That's why they play the games. Matt, is Matt Barkley the backup quarterback come Sunday? He is. He's a backup. Yeah, I know a lot of Panther fans are mad that the Panthers would sign Matt Barkley and not Cam Newton, but considering that they were looking for him to back up uh, P.J. Walker until Darnold comes up, that was pretty much the uh, the only option. So let's all pray to God, Panther fans <laughs> at least, that Matt Barkley does not have to go out there and play, even though he has way more experience so far in the NFL. He started six games than P.J. Walker has so far. Is, oh, it, is it too? Are we too far removed for it to be a Mark, Matt Barkley revenge game? He did play for the Cardinals for a couple seasons. Can we? No, call no. It it, it's always a revenge game. If you've ever played for that team, it's always a revenge game. So Sunday's really a Son Reddick revenge game. Come to think of it, so watch yeah. out. Yeah, I mean Matt Barkley's like the Matt Barnes of the NFL now. He's like the Steve Finley of the <laughs> NFL. He's just getting a laundry list of teams that he's played for. Alex Lancey, Paul Brock, locked on Cardinals. Julian Council, locked on Panthers. Man, this was really fun. Thank you for making Crossover Thursday your first listen. Make sure to make Locked On Bets your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Check out Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, at Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner. Thanks, everybody who listens. We will talk to you on our respective podcast tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.